Hi guys, this is Joseph. Welcome to the Jesus Cast with Joseph M. This is a Christian podcast dedicated at casting Jesus to the world through teaching the word of God for instilling biblical knowledge, increasing faith, and helping you discover your purpose in God. May you enjoy the sermon. I greet you all today in the name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. My name is Joseph and welcome to yet another wonderful episode of the Jesus Cast podcast. Oh yeah, uh, it's another wonderful week. It's another wonderful day. Uh, we started a series last week. Okay, We started a series and the name of the series is called The Power Within. And today we are just continuing picking up where we left off. And in today's conversation, uh, looking back into last week's conversation. Okay, last week's conversation was that we have the power... And that power begin with Christ. So Christ is the foundation of the power that we have. It began with him. And we looked into a certain scripture about a certain woman who was bleeding for 12 years. And at one point she needed healing and she felt that Christ was around. The, she, had, she had that Christ was around town. Christ was within her vicinity and she wanted to get her healing. And in her wanting to get her, her healing... She now goes and there's so many people around Christ. Everyone is pressing up and crushing him. But then she feels that the only way I can get my healing is to touch the cloth. Okay. And by touching the cloth, Christ fills the cloth. Touch fills. Christ fills. Christ fills the power leaving his body. And he says to the disciples, I felt power leaving me. Someone touched me. And power left my body. And the disciples, because they do not even understand what's going on, and they're like, oh no, it's just everyone pressing up against you. And he says, no, 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 no. This time I felt real power leaving my body, the true power that I possess. I felt it leaving my body. The disciples had never seen him in a position where he says power is leaving my body. In fact, the disciples, even in times when he healed people, there's never been a time when he said, I'm transferring power into you. And this time for the very first time, power leaves his body. And they never experienced that. So they're shocked just as much as I was. And then this woman comes up and says, oh, yo, 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 I'm the one who touched you. I'm the one who touched the cloth because I felt that if I touched just the cloth, I would receive your power. So, and I know and I understand because Christ says, power left my body. Okay. So I understand that the power was never in the cloth. The power was in Christ. And which takes us to this point that it has always been Christ. It started with Christ and it ends with Christ because it's the beginning and the end. And this is now the foundation of our conversation today that the power started with Christ. But not only did it start with Christ, he transferred it into us. Now you might not believe me, so I have a whole lot of scriptures, like a ton load of scriptures to go through just to prove it to you. Okay, I'm really committed to proving this to you because if there's anything, if there's anything, okay, and this is what I said last week. If there's anything that has bothered me for such a long time is how Christ has given us power, but we still feel like we need to go to certain places to get it. We still feel like we need to go to certain people to get it. We still feel like we need to do certain things or associate ourselves with certain things and places for the power of Christ to be in us. But we do not. And today, I'm going to dwell into that. I'm going to walk you through that. Because I feel it's really, really important. It's really, really important that we understand this one important thing. That it lives in you. 
that the power lives in you. Okay, there was a time when you had to go and get it from Christ, but now it lives in you. Yes, Christ is still relevant. I'm, please do not get it confused. Don't get it twisted. Do not get it twisted. But you see, the interesting thing is, He also lives in you. In fact, the fullness of God lives in you. And because the fullness of God lives in you, you don't need anything else to support that. Now I get it. There are certain parts of scripture that speak to us. Uh, like James tells us about people who are sick, that they should go to the pastors and the pastor should they, to their leaders rather than their leaders should pray for them. And it tells us about sin, that if you catch someone in sin, you should, there's a certain chain. Okay? But all of those things, okay, all of those things, do not take away from the fact that the power is in you. This woman that I'm speaking about, who had a bleeding problem, understood one thing, that the power was in Christ. So it didn't matter how she got it. What matters is that she got it. And this is where now we are standing on. This is what we are standing on. That Christ has put power in us and that power is effective today. Now, I'm going to walk you through it. Let's start. I'm going to read John 14, verse 15 to 18. I don't know if you're driving or sleeping or sitting or whatever it is that you're doing. Okay? If you can take notes, take notes. But if you can't, it's okay. It's always available for you to come back to. So, just make one note. One mental note, I'm going to go back to the Jesus Cast podcast to get scriptures. Amen. Okay, so I'm going to read and then I'm going to keep going. It reads as follows, John 14, verse 15 to 18. Okay, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you will know him. For, but you know him, for he dwells with you and I, and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Amen. Father in heaven, we thank you for this word. We pray that everyone receives it, Lord, the way you intend for it to be received. I pray, Lord, personally, that I take away as much from this word as possible. That not only do I share it with others, but also I, God, get to apply it in my life. I pray that everyone who listens, God, their lives will be changed, their lives will be transformed, that they will grow in wisdom and in knowledge, and that, God, they will not live a life, Lord, where they do not understand you fully, Lord, where they have not accepted Jehovah, your fullness in their lives. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, uh, this is John 14. Okay, John 14 is an incredible read. I would encourage you to just go back and read the whole chapter. It's incredible. In fact, I would encourage you to read the whole of John. If you can, just take time and just read through John. It is an incredible read. It is an incredible understanding. Like, it, it, it brings you to intimacy with Christ, literally. Okay? And this is one of those passages when now you find Christ after having encouraged the disciples that, you know, they're going to have troubles in this world and how difficult this life is and that he has conquered these troubles, that now he promises them that, okay, but I get it. You might be frightened, but I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I have this power that I have in me that I'm going to give to you. And when this power comes, okay, it's going to come down and it's going to enter you and you're going to live with it and it's going to live in you and it's going to be the power within you. 
you have access to it. Okay, if we go back to scripture, when you read back in in, in, in Genesis chapter one, you discover that the Holy Spirit was hovering over the surface of the earth. The Bible says that the Spirit of God was hovering. Okay, so now the Holy Spirit has found you as a worthy place to live in, and the Holy Spirit decides that it wants to live in you, and it gives you power that you could never even think or imagine that you could have. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get there. Okay, I'm gonna get to that point. I don't want, I don't want to rush myself into this. So Jesus is telling the disciples about this power. He says to them, this power is going to come into you. And this is with the understanding that the disciples have seen Christ performing miracles over and over and over again. Okay, In fact, they've seen him performing miracles and they've never understood the power. So this is why every time they needed something, they went back to him. And I'm not saying we're not going to Christ. Christ is the foundation of all that we preach. Christ is the foundation of that very power that we speak about. It is the power that begins in Christ. But this passage of scripture is Christ declaring that now you have the power. Now you don't trust me? Let's keep reading on. John 16 verse 7 to 15 says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see, and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when the Spirit, when He, the Spirit of truth has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak in His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak. And He will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for He will take off what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that He will take off mine and declare it to you. And this is what Jesus Christ is saying. Okay, this is John 16. Remember, we read John 15, and then John 14, and now we're reading John 16 and in John 16 he emphasizes the point that the Holy Spirit is coming he says and when I send him okay he is gonna teach you all these things he's gonna speak to you about all of these things okay but be off be mindful of this everything that he speaks will be things that I have spoken will be things that I have taught you will be things that I know he will not speak in his own authority but my authority and it takes us back again the power begins with him One of the conversations I've always had with my wife is I cannot, I, can, I, cannot, I cannot accept the idea that there's another spirit that lives in me except for the Holy Spirit. In fact, I cannot accept that there's another voice that speaks inside of me except for the Holy Spirit. So yeah, I have, my, I have me who thinks in my mind and then there's someone who answers in my mind as well. I will never accept that there's someone else except for the Holy Spirit who answers me. Because then if I believe that, I am saying... I am guided by something else that I do not understand. But I understand the Holy Spirit. I understand who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit comes from God. The Holy Spirit is sent by God. The Holy Spirit is God. And because I understand that, I know that if he speaks, he speaks God's will. 
he speaks God's desires. He speaks God's commands. He speaks God's ways. So whatever I do from there on, I do what God wants me to do and not what I want to do, not what the world wants me to do, not what the enemy wants me to do. This is where I'm going. The Holy Spirit, which lives in us, has the power to tell us everything that the Father wants us to know. And because it tells us everything that the Father wants us to know, we always go back to the fact that the power was in Christ and Christ was the one doing all these wonderful miracles and wonders. And because he did them, then we have the power to do them as well. See, my worry is, we've grown to believe that we need to go to certain places to receive the word of God. We need to go to certain areas to get healing, to get transformation, to get deliverance and whatever. And I understand that there are people who have not progressed to this point where they now know that the power is within them and that they can actually access all of these things that they want from Christ himself within them. Okay. Christ lives in us. Christ lives in us. Christ lives in us. And if we do not understand that he does that, okay, if we do not understand that the Holy Spirit lives in us, we always end up going to places to look for his help instead of looking for his help within us. One of the most incredible scriptures that I've always come across is the prodigal, the story about the prodigal son. The Bible tells us that he made up in his mind that, you know, he came to his senses. He made up in his mind that it is better off for him to live with his father than to live in this place. And I feel that in this season of our lives, it is good for us to make up our minds that Christ lives in us. It is good for us to make up our minds that we have access to the father. So we should go back to the father who is in us. And our lives will be transformed. Our lives will be changed. But if we continue, if we continue to believe that help, can, help does not come from Christ, we will always be in bondage. John 14, going back to John 14. John 14 verse 23 reads that Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my command. He will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home in him. That's another scripture. Proofs. He will make home in you now i'm speaking with people who i believe that they believe in jesus you've accepted him as your lord and savior and because of that christ has made a home in you he lives in you he dwells in you and as we continue okay now jesus has made all of these promises he has made all of these promises and now the disciples uh, get to a place now when Jesus Christ is put on the cross and he is resurrected and now he comes back to them and in Acts chapter 1 he speaks to them these, these words okay this is just an incredible passage of scripture and he says uh, and, and, and the scripture says and being assembled together with them this is Acts chapter 1 verse 4 to 8 by the way he says and being assembled together with them he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem but to wait for the promise of the father which he said you have heard from me for John truly baptized with water but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now therefore when they had come together they asked him saying Lord will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel and he said to them it is not for you to know times or seasons which the father has put in his own authority but you shall receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in jerusalem and in all judea and samaria and to the end of the earth and 
just 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 something in passing just something in passing one of the things that we always try and preach is focus less on how long god takes to do things for you and focus more on where you are okay this is one of the scriptures that I mean, this is one of the messages that have come to me in, the, in, in recent days that we focus so much on what we want for the future, what we've planned for the future, that we don't recognize what God is doing today, what God is doing now. So we keep thinking, God, I want this tomorrow. I want this next year. I want this in two years time that we don't recognize what he's doing now. And I like how this passage of scripture, Jesus Christ says to them, it is not for you to know the times that God has committed, has, has already put in place by his own authority. It is not. Our goal, our goal and our, our, our faith should be on the fact that I might not know when he will do it, but I know he will do it. I might not know how long it's going to take for him to do it, but I know it's going to take him something to do it. It's going to take him some time to do it. He's going to do it either way. And sometimes our troubles begin with us looking at how long it's taking. I've said this one, I think I've said this once before, that one of the greatest lessons that Christ taught me in my 30s, in my when I turn 30, <laughs> yes, when I turn 30 is stop counting. And I was like, what God, what am I counting? He said, you keep counting the number of years. You keep counting how much you have. You keep counting everything that you just feel like you should have and you do not have. You keep counting and counting and counting, but stop counting because it is not for you to know. It is for the father and his authority. He has given the authority. So everything that you will have, you will have in good time and, and there's this woman in scripture that the bible talks about this woman who keeps going back to this judge this shrewd judge who does not believe in jesus who does not believe in god this judge cares for no one this judge is just shrewd okay this woman keeps going back to him and says oh i need justice i need justice i need justice and eventually this judge says you know what i'm going to give you justice and then jesus christ in speaking about this he says to his disciples how much more will god do for you if you keep persisting. And then he says, but he will not tarry. Let me out. Some of the things that you think that God is taking too long to get to you, he's not even late. Not even slightly. He is not late at all. Yes, it's not nice where you are. Yes, it's incredibly frustrating for you to be sitting in a position that you feel like you do not deserve. I mean, no, not deserve. That you feel like you're beyond. Yes, it's not nice. It's not. It's not. It's not nice for you to be trying to build a business and it doesn't get you to the reward, the reward that you wanted to get to you. Yes, it's not nice to be earning a salary that is below what you think that you're capable of getting. Yes, it's not nice to be living in a house that you're not happy with. It's not nice. But you know what? He isn't late because he does not tarry. He does not take forever to help his children. He does not take forever to help his children. That's not the message. That's not the message. Now, Jesus promises them that in summary, he promises that if you wait for me, okay, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And he says, to this, in this place that I've sent you to, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And when it does come upon you, you will be witnesses for me in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. So they wait. Okay? They wait. The disciples 
are at this place now. And you go and read Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, another incredible read. Okay. The Bible tells us, okay, and this, the, 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 this is where I'm going. Okay. Uh, okay. This is where I'm going. We have an understanding now that the Holy Spirit lives in us. We have an understanding that we have this power that is in us because Jesus Christ has promised it to us and the disciples have now been directed to go to a certain place to receive this power. And I want you to be aware of this. Okay, That was the only time they had to go to a certain place to receive this power. That was the only time where they were instructed to receive power at a certain place. After that, okay, after that, Wherever people received Jesus Christ, there the power would be. You don't believe me? There's a guy in Acts chapter 16 where Paul and Silas are in jail and he is saved and he gets the Holy Spirit right there and then. So what am I saying? What am I saying? I'm saying... The beginning of you getting the Holy Spirit is in believing in Jesus Christ. And it doesn't matter where you are when you start believing. Wherever you are, the Holy Spirit will find you there. The Holy Spirit will reach you there. The Holy Spirit will enter you there. And if you feel like you need to go to a certain place, I'm not going to question you. I'm not going to say no to you. you. It's okay for you to feel like I need to go to a certain church to receive Christ and receive the Holy Spirit. Go to that church. But if you're listening to this podcast now and you're not saved, and when we get to the end, we do an altar call, you receive the Holy Spirit. I mean, you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Whether you're driving, whether you're in a shower, whether you're sitting in your office, whether you're in a class, or wherever you are, the Holy Spirit will reach you right there and it will come into you right there and then. Because you believe. Because, again, the key to receiving the Holy Spirit is believing in Jesus Christ. This is why Jesus Christ keeps emphasizing the point that if you believe in me, if you keep my commands, if you keep my word, if you abide in me, this helper will come into you. This helper will be there with you. Ephesians 16, <laughs> verse 3. I mean, Ephesians 3. Ephesians 3. Yo, Ephesians 3. Ephesians 3. Ephesians 3 says to us that <laughs> in verse 17 to 21. Okay? And th this is just confirmation of the power. Please, get it. That Christ, may that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him, and it says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. One is, <laughs> it says that we may be filled with the, with the fullness of God. So be filled with the fullness of God. 
to be filled means something is inside of you, something is in you, something is inside something. If they say water has been filled up in a cup, it means the water is inside the cup. Okay, so if you are filled with the fullness of God, it means the fullness of God is in you. Again, confirmation. And then he goes and says, now, he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ever even ask or even think or imagine. Okay, and then he says, according to the power that lives in us, according to the power that works in us, according to the power that is within us. These are ways that you will find as you read different versions, but I'm trying to get you to a place where you understand that that power works within you. So if you want anything, it is that power that begins with Christ Jesus that is in you, that gets God to do the things that you ask him to do, that gets God to do even more than what you could ever think or even imagine, that gets God to act in ways that are beyond what we could ever think or imagine. And I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel, okay, that too many of us have not accepted this truth. And until we accept this truth, we will not break out of chains that have tied us. Because every time we are tied by a chain, we think, let me go to a pastor and we go to a pastor and the pastor prays, but we go back straight home and the feeling comes back again and whatever danger comes back again and we can't break out of it because we have not made up our minds that we can conquer it by ourselves because the power is within us within us i'm angry i know <laughs> i sound angry <laughs> i feel angry because so many of us are missing out on god's best because we haven't tapped into the power that is within us because we haven't even tried to reach into the power that is within us. In fact, we haven't searched deep enough to get the power out of us. We keep believing that we need things and places and before God can work. In fact, we think that sometimes God does not work because of the things that we are doing that are outside of his desire. Yes, sometimes it's because of that, but most of the times because we haven't tapped into this power. And until we tap into this power, into this power, into this power, so many of us, so many of us will not reach what God wants us to reach. We will not reach our potential. So this is what I was saying. The power started in Christ and he has deposited in each one of us. He used to hold the power. He still does. But now it lives in us. And it requires that we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior for the power to be activated, for the power to be visible, for the power to start working. And when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, this power is activated, this power starts being useful. So you may ask, but Joseph, how do I know? How do I know that I have this power in me? How do I know that the Holy Spirit has come upon me? How do I even know that I have it? So, back into scripture. Acts chapter 2, <laughs> this one to 4. Acts chapter 2 is such an incredible read as well. Oh my God, I keep saying that. Because all of these scriptures, all these passages, man, if you read them, you will see. Okay, so Acts chapter 2 tells us about the day of the Pentecost, the Pentecost. Okay, so on the day of the Pentecost, what happens is these guys are in one place, they're in one accord, they're in one understanding, and out of nowhere, okay, they're filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that now, when they were filled with the Spirit, okay, like it was like tongues were just being thrown around. And everyone is just receiving a different tongue, so they started speaking in different tongues. 
Okay, so much that people thought they were drunk, but they were not drunk. It was the Holy Spirit. This was a sign of the Holy Spirit. So speaking in tongues is a sign of the Holy Spirit. Okay, but hear me out. Just because you don't speak in tongues does not mean that you do not have the Holy Spirit. I need us to be clear on that. Okay, I need us to be clear on the fact that tongues are, tongues are a spiritual gift. Okay, and it's okay for you to not speak in them. It's okay for you to not have them. Yes, you may desire them and want them and you will get them when you do that. But it is not a prerequisite of you being saved. It is not a prerequisite of you being a believer. It is not even a sign. It's not even a sign that you are filled with the Holy Spirit, that you have power and all that. No. Okay. Yes, it's nice. But it is not the wholeness of the kingdom of God. That I will, that I will tell you and I assure you. You do not have to even measure yourself up by that. Okay? You do not have to. There are things that people do that they that makes them believe that they hold the Holy Spirit. Like the jumping up and down, the falling, the, the shouting, the screaming, the crying, and all of that. All of those are not even close to the wholeness of the Holy Spirit, to the wholeness of the kingdom of God. Okay? Yes, some are true. Some are gimmicks. Some are pretenders. But I'm going to tell you this. Do not let any of these things put pressure on you. Okay? Do not let them put pressure on you. Because sometimes you fall into the pressure and you want all of these things and you start falling into the wrong hands and you start going to wrong churches. You start believing in wrong things. Okay? You start going to places where you feel like you need to go and get the Holy Spirit. Oh, this church is not filled with the Holy Spirit because they don't speak in tongues or they don't pray in tongues and all that. And you even forget that the tongues have to be interpreted because tongues are not for everyone. But no, it's okay. I forgive you if that's what you believe. And we move on. By the way, I don't even have the authority to forgive you. Moving right along. The Holy Spirit gives knowledge. Okay? This is what in John 14, Jesus Christ says. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Now, Every message and scripture that you read, the Holy Spirit has the ability to remind you of them. Not only does he remind you of them, he even teaches you things that you didn't even know that you knew. See, this is why. Okay, and I'm going to say this. This is why in, in all my days, in all my years in this life, I have tried to make, it an, to make an effort to not disqualify myself from hearing other people preach the word of God just because they have a different opinion, just because they preach something that I have not seen in scripture. Because sometimes, sometimes, okay, sometimes the Holy Spirit, okay, the Holy Spirit, this is how the Holy Spirit works, okay? The Holy Spirit will give you a word that has not even been spoken to you by anyone else in script, or, or even written in scripture, but it is a word of God. This is why, this, 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 this is my understanding of this passage, and I don't, I don't want you to adopt what I'm saying, but I know that the Holy Spirit wants you to know this, that there are new things that you will learn because the Word of God is moving. It's alive. That's what the Bible tells us. It's alive and active. So because it's alive and active, it's moving with times. It's moving with us. So whatever is happening at a certain point in time, the Word of God knows what's happening, and He can teach you something new out of that season, something that is not even written in Scripture. Now, is, this some, is that something that should be added in Scripture? No, certainly not. 
because we're not going to take one person's word for it. <laughs> anyway, moving right along. But the word of God, the Holy Spirit rather, will give you knowledge. It will give you wisdom. So you will know that you have the Holy Spirit when you start reading scripture and you start understanding it in a different way. Or when you're reading scripture and you start getting revelations of what the passage means. When you're reading scripture and you start growing in understanding. Okay, there are times when I just read scripture and it blew my mind. I was like, how did I know that? How did I come up to the conclusion? I've, I've, said, I've said this once before. There are so many things that I speak on this podcast that when I go back and listen to myself speaking and I'm like, how the hell do I even know that? And sometimes I even wonder if it's me speaking, but I know that it's the Holy Spirit. I know that the Holy Spirit teaches me all things. So there are things that I will learn even when I preach the, I preach on this podcast. And there are things that I will say that I didn't even know that I had it in me to say. And I'm shocked. <laughs> One of the things that I always say is, I go back to the blog posts that I write, and I'm like, I'm writing this and I'm reading it, and I'm seeing what I'm writing, but then there are days when I feel like, how did I even think about these things? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit teaches me all things. So the knowledge comes from the Holy Spirit. There are things I don't even still know, even up to this day. A couple of days ago, a friend of mine asks, asked me a very interesting question about the conversation we had about uh, why God created us. Okay, And <laughs> for that moment, I went blank. And I was like, what are you asking me? And she says, but you told me all of these things some time back. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember telling you. I just don't remember what I said. And she's like, how do you not remember what you said? I said, because at that point, that was the Holy Spirit speaking. It wasn't me. So the Holy Spirit spoke through me for that very moment, just so I can speak to you. I'm glad you remember some of the things. I wish you reminded me. Okay, it's not that I forgot them. Okay, I just needed to hack my brain and get them out anyway moving right along i'm almost done i'm almost done be patient spiritual gifts spiritual gifts are one of the most important aspects that prove that you have the holy spirit okay now the bible tells us about different spiritual gifts okay uh first corinthians chapter 12 would be the most relevant place to begin when you're reading about this uh but 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 scripture always tell also tells us about the fivefold ministries, which is well, this is what people call it the fivefold ministries, which is being a pastor, an evangelist, um, okay, a prophet, a teacher, an apostle. Yes, those are the five. Uh, those are part of the ministry. Those are spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts that have to do with ministry. But if you go back to to Romans, Romans, Romans. Yes, if you read Romans chapter twelve, Romans chapter twelve speaks about the other spiritual gifts. The Bible tells us that if you can do this, do it with diligence. If you can do this, if you are giving, if you're doing this, okay, all of those in their fullness are spiritual gifts, and all of these spiritual gifts they work together. Okay, this is going back to First Corinthians chapter twelve. The Bible tells us that they work together. Okay, and the writer emphasizes that all of these they come from god okay they are not things that we develop by ourselves so they develop because of the holy spirit and this is the same with our final point which is the fruit of the spirit okay the fruits of the spirit the fruits of the spirit you will find in galatians chapter 5 verse 22 to 23 in that passage the bible explains to us what fruits of the spirit are okay 
explains to us what fruits, what fruit the Holy Spirit prunes in me, what fruit the Holy Spirit grows in me. Okay, so all of those become now the fullness of you understanding that you have the Holy Spirit. Uh, just, just to shoot in the air <laughs> or whatever that whatever in English whatever they say in English rather uh, patience uh, patience would be one of them okay patience would be one of them kindness would be one of them and I don't think people just become kind I don't think people just get to become patient. I don't think that people develop love out of nowhere. I feel I, I want you to be aware that all of these are fruit of the Spirit. They come from the Holy Spirit, okay? And yeah, there are people who do not believe in Jesus, who uh, possess these things, because obviously this is how God created us, to have these things. But when you have the Holy Spirit, these are elevated. These come with no objections. These come with no question marks. Okay, so you don't say, I love people, but, okay, you don't say, I'm giving, but, you don't say, I'm kind, but, okay, you just become kind, you just become loving, you just become patient, you do things fully and completely because the Holy Spirit lives in you, and it does not let, it does not lead you to questioning why you do them, it does not lead you to stopping yourself from doing them, because all of these things that you do, you do them because you want to do them, you do them because the Spirit is in you now, and furthermore, we will discuss this further probably next week, okay, how to use the Holy Spirit, okay, how to use it, okay, now we know how to access it, we know how it works okay so next week we'll be moving into how to use it okay so this is me in conclusion okay this is the, this this is my conclusion for today's service for today's session okay the holy spirit lives in you christ has deposited in you the spirit he has put in you the spirit the spirit that he wants you to have access to the spirit that he wants you to use the spirit that will do different things inside of you that will change you that will transform you that will in that will fill you with wisdom and knowledge and gifts of the spirit all of these things they will come into you and god is going to use you in incredible ways once you have accepted this and god will do incredible things once you have accepted this but until you've accepted it you will have barriers until you've accepted it there will be things that you cannot access that will that you cannot tap into because of this. Now, God is a God of favor. Okay, He's a God of grace. That I will not deny. So He will give you certain things just because He is God, just because He loves you, just because He cares for you. But I can guarantee you to get the best, and I mean like the absolute best, you need to know that the Spirit lives in you and you have access to it and you can use it. Amen. So yeah, that was just my conclusion. That was our message. And the title was, It Lives in You. Okay, It Lives in You. And yeah, that's what we wanted to share with you today. Anyway, uh, if you're listening to this message, if you're listening to this message and something touched you and you felt like, you know what? I need this Holy Spirit. I need to tap into a space that I've never tapped into. I need to be able to do the things that I never thought that I could do. I want to be able to have access to it. I'd like to pray with you today. I'd like to pray with you. And maybe, maybe, okay, maybe you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And maybe you feel like, okay, 
Maybe I still do not get it. So let me receive him again. Maybe I did not receive him that time. Because I've never felt the Holy Spirit. So I want to give you a chance today. I want to give you a chance. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, just follow me as I pray this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your kindness. I thank you for your faithfulness. I believe today that Jesus Christ died on the cross so that I can have life. So I declare it with my mouth that he is my Lord and Savior. I receive him today as my personal Lord and Savior. I know I'm a sinner. And my prayer is my sins are forgiven. And my prayer is that I repent from all my sinful ways. And I move into your presence. I want to have access to this Holy Spirit today. So pour out your spirit unto me today. Pour out your spirit inside of me today. I am born again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. So yeah, if you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, if you received him today, okay, I would encourage you to join a Bible reading church, a Bible-based church in your locality, in your local area. And yeah, just join a church. And if you need help, okay, if you need help, any sort of help, okay, we have social platforms in different social platforms no we have social pages and different social platforms so to reach us just go on instagram youtube and tiktok and you will find us also on facebook as well uh, you will find us in any of those platforms as jesus cast co okay so you search at jesus cast co and you will find us and when you find us you can just drop us a dm or an inbox or whatever it is that people drop for other people on the social platforms and we will get back to you i promise you we will make time for you anyway also just an in passing, okay, our website is back online. To those of you who know that we have a website and to those of you who do not know, well, we have a website and it's back online. Uh, we currently do not have stock on hand, but we should have stock by the end of next week and you can now start placing your orders for T-shirts, hoodies, and sweaters. I promise you we sell really, really good quality clothing. And by the way, this is not uh, fan clothing, which people would call. Okay, this is just merchandise or apparel that you can wear to represent your faith to say you know what i believe in jesus and so i'm gonna dress to prove it i'm gonna dress to show it i'm gonna walk around with a t-shirt that says jesus i'm gonna walk around with a t-shirt that says faith i'm gonna walk around just representing my faith my belief in christ okay it's not you saying uh i'm a fan of the jesus cast podcast no 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 we are not making fans we are not making fans in any way uh it's important that you know that. Anyway, so for, for you to get to our website, you will go uh, to www.jesuscastco.co.za. And yeah, it's, it's a very nice website. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yes, subscribe as well. Is that the correct word? Yes, subscribe to our newsletters and you will get a 10% discount on all of your purchases, on your first purchase. And also what is important, what is important, please share this message with your family members, with your friends and with everyone around you. As long as you feel like someone needs to hear this, share it with them. Anyway, don't stop believing in Jesus. Keep the love alive. Keep the love alive. Yes, keep the love alive. Yes, that's the correct word. Anyway, I'm closing. So yeah, close your eyes and we shall pray. Okay, don't close your eyes. You might hit, you might hit a tree or something. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you and we honor you. We worship you for your faithfulness and for your kindness towards us. We know that God, it could never 
be possible if we do it by ourselves. So we thank you for this Holy Spirit that you have deposited in each one of us. The Spirit, O oh Lord, that speaks what you want, what you wanted to speak. The Spirit, O oh Lord, that we have access to. The Spirit, O oh Lord, that will help us to grow in wisdom and knowledge. And we pray, Father, that as we continue with this series, O oh Lord, lives are transformed, that there is growth that is happening, Jehovah, in someone's life today, Father. May this message transform someone's life. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. We thank you for your honor. We thank you for your goodness and mercy, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name, be glorified, be honored today. Receive our humble praises today. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hello there. Thank you for tuning in to the Jesus Cast with Joseph M. We hope you had a great time with us and that you enjoyed the sermon. Our prayer is that the word fulfills you, that it increases your faith as well as your desire to serve God. We love you and God loves you. For more messages like this, please subscribe to the podcast and turn on your notifications. Thank you and goodbye.